Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like Tom. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash run jump stomp. Episode 98 of Switchcraft is brought to you by the Podnuts Tech Podcast Network. By normal tech fans, for normal tech fans, uh, this podcast network has a whole bunch of different shows. There's one that I'm going to focus on today, and that is the Computer Repair Podcast, uh, hosted by Jeff and other people, sometimes join Jeff. Um, It's a weekly live podcast where they discuss the in and outs of computer repair business. Uh, They discuss topics ranging from how-to fixes, uh, customer service, business practices, and more. And you can even call in and ask them for advice. This is something I'm going to need to listen to because I've been running into these issues with my live streams where I get some kind of crackling in my audio. And I can't seem to nail down what's causing it. So I'm going to give the Computer Repair Podcast a listen and see if maybe they can help me. Maybe I'll even call in if I can, uh, if I uh, am listening live. Um, but one way or the other, I've got to get this audio issue nailed down. Uh, and one of the ways, one of the tools I'm going to use to do that is the Computer Repair Podcast at the Pod Nuts Network. That's at podnuts.com. That's P-O-D-N-U-T-Z dot Before we get to the feedback, I just wanted to give you all a quick reminder that Switchcraft is recorded three times a week at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern on Tuesdays and Thursdays and also on on Saturday at whatever time the universe allows. So if you want to be here for the live stream, just make sure you tune in to twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. We've got a bunch of people here today. We've got Kodiak Moonwolf, who is always working hard to make the live stream better. He's working on a bot that will ping Discord as soon as uh, as soon as I go live. And he's got a light bulb in his house that turns purple when when his favorite streamers start streaming as well. So that's cool. Vaxer, who's, who's here, and he likes to throw raisins at everyone. Link 31254. Um, we've got, let's see, scrolling down Captain Logan, who I remember listening to last week on the Nintendo Powercast, which just so everyone knows, I will be on the Nintendo Powercast this week on Tuesday. You can check that at that out at twitch.tv slash N64 Josh. Um, I believe that's going to be super late at night, but I don't remember the exact time. I think it's like 11 o'clock, uh, my time. Uh, let's see who else is here. We've got Kimbalina sixty six. Bravd is is also here. Um, we have a brand new subscriber, uh, Awate eighty six. Uh, so thank you for that. And if I've missed anybody, I apologize. But we must move on. We've got. Oh, actually, look at this. We're we're all out of iTunes reviews. So uh, if you want to get your show or your uh, review read on the podcast, just make sure you head on over to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and let me know what you think. Five stars is, of course, preferable, uh, but be honest, okay? 
Uh, if you're looking for a ways to get a hold of me, there's a bunch of ways to do that. You can do so through email at runjumpstomp at gmail.com. You can tweet at me at runjumpstomp. You can call 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. Leave a voicemail. I'll play it on the show. And, of course, join the Discord, runjumpstomp.com slash Discord, and we'll have all kinds of awesome conversations right there with other people who also listen to the show. Okay, let's run, jump, and stomp right into the news. If you've never heard of Limited Run Games, they're a publisher of, you guessed it, Limited Run physical games for PlayStation Vita and PlayStation 4. Uh, They focus on bringing games that were previously only available in a digital format to a physical medium. Uh, They are game collectors and and players who fear the all-digital future. So some of you who have written into the show before have said that you don't like the idea of an all-digital future, and you always want to be able to pick up games in a physical, so you've got that cartridge in your hand, and you can play it even if there's some other kind of weird issue that would prevent somebody who is playing on a digital version of that game from playing. Well, they tweeted out this on the 20th, uh, that would be yesterday, and they said, Excited to announce that we've been approved to publish retail games on the Nintendo Switch, our first release will be in uh, will hit in 2018. Uh, and there's uh, no information about what exactly that game is going to be, uh, but that's awesome. You know, I, I I do know that there's some people who refuse to buy digital games, and because there's no digital game or because there's no physical game, they can't pick up certain games, and that is a little bit painful for for people. Now. I don't know how the pricing is going to be for these games. My guess is because it's limited run and these are going to be very rare that the price of these physical cartridges are going to be higher than the price that you would pay buying the game on the eShop. So I just wanted to make sure that people knew about that. If there's a specific game out there that you're looking forward to, then I suggest you reach out to at limited run games on Twitter and say, Hey, are you going to be bringing game X to uh, the physical world? Please, please do so. Let them know what games you want because the squeaky wheel gets the bird seed. I don't think that's the thing, but that's okay. Last episode, I went on and on about 4.0.0, which is the latest firmware update for the Nintendo switch. But there was something that I left out. Of course there was. Uh, This is via Polygon.com, and they have discovered that if you, uh, well, here, let me go back, walk this back just a little bit. Um, Previously, if you look at the profile, at your profile on the Switch, it'll tell you, like it'll tell me on mine, played Breath of the Wild for 185 hours or more, which is crazy. Um but when you first get a game, it generally didn't report anything until after the first five hours, which is a little irritating. Now, I don't really know why I care about this this much, but I really do want to know how much time that I spend in the games that I play. And on the Wii U and on the... Well, I don't remember on the Wii U or not, but on the 3DS, definitely on the 3DS, they tracked... The, the information, the data, fantastically. There was so much information. You could see exactly how long you've played a game. 
you could even open up the the little profile and it would tell you you could sort them by the amount of time that you've spent in each game, which was really cool. Um, I was surprised by some of the ones that uh, I had spent as much time in, like Pokemon X. I dumped a whole lot of hours into and it didn't really feel like it. So that was a big surprise to me. And on the Switch, a lot of people were disappointed where it would just be like, has played for a few minutes or has played for a little while. Well, something that came along with 4.0.0 is now it will start registering more than played for a few minutes after, like instead of waiting five hours, it'll now do it after uh, one hours, two hours, three hours, and four hours, which is, it's good. It's a step in the right direction, but it's not the best. I still think that Nintendo had a really good system uh, for tracking the amount of time that you've played on the 3DS, and they need to bring that to the Switch because it's it's a it's a piece of information that for some reason gamers want. I want it too. I don't know why I want it, but I do want that information. Now there are some people that will tell you just use the Parental Controls app, uh, so then you can because tr- it it the the Switch is tracking this stuff. It's just not showing you the information. And if you use the Parental Controls app, you can then look on your phone to see how long you've played this game for or that game for. And that's fine, but that's not a solution that the players should have to deal with. We should just be able to go into uh, the the Switch's menu and see exactly. I've played for um, 182 or 187 hours and 53 minutes or something like that when, when I look at Breath of the Wild. Uh, which that number is going to be going up because we've got Breath of the Wild DLC coming. We don't know anything more than that it's coming, but they said it was this year, and this year's winding down, so we're going to be getting it soon. Um, my guess, if I were to guess, and I didn't even plan on talking about this, but if I were to guess as to when the DLC for Breath of the Wild would come out, I'm going to say um, last week, no, um, Thanksgiving week. I'm going to guess that it's going to be Thanksgiving week is when that will come out because that would be the most inconvenient time for me because that's when I'm doing a bunch of family stuff and uh, <laughs> I really want to play that Zelda DLC. So um, I'm sure that Nintendo is listening to this right now and uh, Mr. Koizumi is taking his headphones off. He shouted to somebody across the across the room and they said, run, jump, stomp. Uh, they, they, they don't want to play on Thanksgiving. Let's make sure we ship it then. So that's what's going to happen. All right, let's move on to the next story. In September, the Nintendo Switch system was once again the top-selling current-generation console hardware, according to the NPD Group, which tracks video game sales in the United States. This marks the third straight month that Nintendo Switch has been number one and the fifth time overall in the seven months since its launch. Nintendo Switch has already surpassed 2 million units sold in the U.S. alone and has yet to go through its first holiday shopping season. When combined with the Nintendo 3DS family of systems and the plug-and-play Super Nintendo Entertainment System Super NES Classic Edition system, (laughs) that's a mouthful, uh, Nintendo systems have claimed two-thirds of this month's Total video game hardware sales. All right, let's stop there for a second. And that's a press release from Nintendo themselves. Um, What does this mean? Well, 
there are a lot of fans of Nintendo that look at that and they say, Nintendo is destroying PlayStation. But what you have to remember is that PlayStation and Xbox, they've been out for a while, and a lot of people who want them already have them. Whereas the Nintendo Switch is new and people are still trying to get a hold of them. There's a lot of people out there who can't find one. So while I think it's fantastic that Nintendo is selling as well as it has, 2 million units in the U.S. sold before the first holiday season is amazing. Uh, That's really, really good news for Nintendo. Um, And again, that's just in the U.S. That's not worldwide. That doesn't include the other other, um, regions. Okay. Um, the idea that Nintendo is taking the 3DS and the Super NES Classic and putting those two together with the Switch, you know, that, that feels a little bit like they're, they're picking their news. They're saying, well, I really like this story and I really like this story. So if we put these together, we can make this story. And saying that they claim two thirds of the month's total video game hardware Not a huge surprise when they don't have a lot of competition. Again, there's a lot of PS4s out there. There's a lot of, well, there's there's many Xbox Ones out there. And the fact is that they're not really competition for the Switch as far as new hardware goes. Just because PlayStation brought out the PS4 Pro doesn't really, to me, count it as a new generation. So... I'm I'm exci- excited that Nintendo's doing well, but I just want people to to calm down the rhetoric cuz people always turn video game sales into a cola war. For some reason, they're like I like Pepsi and you like Coke and we can't be friends because of that or I like Pepsi and I want Coke to fail. And I I for me, I just don't understand that that idea. Because I can enjoy whatever it is that I enjoy, and you can enjoy whatever it is that you enjoy, and your enjoyment does not lessen my enjoyment. And I think a lot of this stems from when we were kids. And when we were kids, we could only afford one system. I mean, I mean, I, I have two systems. I'm lucky. I have my PS4 and I have a Switch. Okay? But when I was a kid, I could afford one system, okay? And you locked in on that system and whichever system your parents had picked you up, you had to convince yourself that that was the greatest thing in the world and the other stuff was not as good and you wanted the other stuff to fail so that all of the games would be made for only your system. And I guess that's just I don't I don't, I don't know any other way to say it, but just it feels like it's a Coca-Cola or a, a cola war between Coke and Pepsi. Everybody can enjoy their drink that they want to drink. Just chill out. All right. Now, that being said, this is definitely good news for Nintendo. Two million in the U.S. alone is very, very impressive. Uh, The Super Nintendo Classic Edition seems to have really, like, they've done a great job when you compare it to the absolute disaster, which was the NES Classic. Like, that, that was a disaster. By all accounts, eBay prices for the Super Nintendo Classic are dropping like really fast. And people are able to get these. Like I've heard of restocks happening where people are going in and finding them. It's not super easy to find one yet. 
but it is possible to find it. And it felt like when the NES Classic came out, it was impossible to find it anywhere ever. Uh, so I think that Nintendo's done a better job this time around with the Super Nintendo Classic. And when we get the next Classic system, whether it's the N64 or the uh, Game Boy, whatever it is, I think that Nintendo will have figured out a little bit more even by then. Maybe we'll have the pre-orders right this time around. Because while I feel like the launch of the SNES Classic was good, the pre-orders of the SNES Classic was a disaster. And I still think somebody needs to go smack Amazon around just a little bit after the nonsense that they pulled with the uh, treasure trucks. All right, there's more to this um, to this uh, press release, though. So let's uh, check out the rest. Uh, Nintendo Switch games, again... A c- occupied multiple spots in the list of best-selling individual games of the month, including Mario Plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle from Ubisoft at number 7, Breath of the Wild at number 10. That's pretty impressive that Breath of the Wild is still clinging in that top 10. Uh, Mario Art, Mario Kart Game Deluxe. Calm down, everybody. I did not say Mario Art. There's no mouse for the Switch yet. Don't get excited. Uh, that came in at number 11, and Metroid Samus Returns for the 3DS and at number eight, uh, Nintendo Switch aims to continue this momentum into the holidays with the launches of Fire Emblem Warriors, which came out t- yesterday, uh, Super Mario Odyssey, which comes out in six days, Doom, Elder Scrolls Skyrim uh, from Bethesda comes out on November 10th and 17th, and we've got Xenoblade Chronicles on December 21st. Um, Nintendo 3DS will also have Fire Emblem Warriors on October 20th, that was yesterday, and Mario Party, the top 100 on November 10th, which is a disaster that that game's not coming to the Switch instead, and then Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon on November 17th. So the rest of this year is going pretty swimmingly for Nintendo. We've got a lot of really good stuff to play, and I think that if if people are excited about Nintendo selling 2 million units in the U.S. alone, just wait until this Christmas. Wait until those Mario Odyssey bundles are on store shelves. This is going to be a really good year for Nintendo, and it's going to be a really good year for so far, so far. Even if nothing else came out for the rest of the year, it's already been a fantastic year for Nintendo fans because we've had some amazing gameplay experiences on a system that you can play on a TV or take with you. And it's a, we're about to get Mario, and it's, uh, what was it, um, Famitsu? I think it was Famitsu, just gave it 39 out of 40. Um, Edge Magazine gave it 10 out of 10. So in six days, we are going to be having an absolute blast playing Super Mario Odyssey. I think that's it for news. Let's, uh, let's jump on over to the lightning round. You know, I put this in the lightning round thinking that I wouldn't spend much time on it. But now that I'm looking at the actual story, I feel like I do want to spend a little time on it, especially because I feel like I haven't gone too long with the other stories. All right. Well, um, who was it? Adam Creighton was speaking to Games Games Radar, and he was talking about Doom. And he said uh, he was talking about porting it to the switch and he said it's been hard wicked hard but i would expect it to be this is a title that's so frenetic and action-packed and gameplay pure 
that getting it to work correctly on the hardware is really important to us. And we spend a lot of time trying to make sure it measures up to the lens of does it feel like Doom? And he's absolutely right. Um, Doom is one of the most fast-paced video games I have ever played in my life. And if it doesn't feel fast-paced, then it's going to fall flat. So I guarantee that they are working to get that ready, to get that right. Um, He goes on to say, As a gamer, I like hardware a lot, a lot, a lot. As a developer, I'm grateful to be bringing games to people I'm grateful to be bringing games people don't expect to the hardware. All right, so what he's saying there is he said, okay, I I misread the beginning. He didn't say, as a gamer, I like hardware. He said, as a gamer, I like the hardware. And he's talking about the Switch, okay? And he really likes the Switch hardware. As a developer, he's he's happy to bring something to the Switch that people would not be expecting, like when we had the Doom announcement, because that was pretty surprising. Uh, He says, when they were announced, people say, what? And then they say, oh, that makes total sense. This might sound defensive, but I'm bummed that some gamers focus on frame rate and resolution and don't focus on is it fun or does the gameplay feel good? And I totally agree with Creighton here. I think it is, I, I don't even, it feels like a, almost like a disease, that gamers have where they have to look at the numbers and they have to compare numbers all of the time. And they don't just sit down and try a game and find out if it's fun. They always have to say, well, how many uh, frames per second does it have? What resolution does it run at? Uh, How many bits per second is this thing? And I understand that the, the need for people to want to quantify their fun with numbers because humans like to quantify things. But there's something else to be said for playing a game and just saying whether or not it's fun. That's one of the reasons that my game reviews never, ever give numbers. I don't say that this is a 7 out of 10 or this is a 10 out of 10. I just say if I like the game or not or if it's fun or not because that's really the most important point. And, you know... I'm a, I'm just one dude in a room. You know, when you have all of these, when you have like big companies like IGN, they have to use numbers because their audience demands them to use numbers. They demand them to give a score to a number or a score to a number, a score to a game. And I just really wish that all of the, uh, game review publications would say, you know what? That's not really that important. It doesn't help anybody for us to give a number to a game. In fact, it hurts because while I may find this game really fun, if I give it uh, an 8 instead of a 9, maybe maybe this game's average drops a little bit and somebody else gave it a 6 and then the developer doesn't get some bonus that they would get if that they were supposed to get if they get a certain score on Metacritic. And I think that the idea of numbers is a disaster for gaming overall. I I really do. I think it should just be you either like the game or you don't. And the resolution doesn't matter. And the frame rate doesn't matter as long as it's a stable frame rate. It's not about whether it's 30 frames per second or 60 frames per second. 
It's does the frame rate stay the same so that you have a good experience so that you can have fun. And in the the constant need to one up everybody else, game companies have gone down this road of constantly saying, well, this has better numbers. I mean, look at the Xbox. The Xbox One X, which to this day is a ridiculously stupid name. It's like they... And I've said this before, and I'm not the only one to say this, but it's like somebody had taken the their their name on uh, AOL chat, and so they added an X to the front and back of it. Uh, but anyway, uh, the Xbox One X is, you know, Microsoft keeps touting it as the most powerful console ever. And they're right. It's the most powerful console ever. Who cares? I don't care. And I know that there's a lot of people that don't care because they're just going to go out and buy an Xbox One or an Xbox One S. I don't see people buying the Xbox One X except for people who only care about numbers. Because in the end, while the games might look better, we're pretty much at a point now where the the graph of continually increasing graphical fidelity of what our games look like has started to level off. And I think that's why the Nintendo Switch works so well as a system, because while it is not as powerful as a PS4, and it's not as powerful as an Xbox One, and it's nowhere near as powerful as a PS4 Pro or Xbox One X, it's powerful enough to give us a good, um, a, a good experience playing a game. And I think that that is far more important to whether or not a game is fun than if it runs at the right resolution. And, you know, I'm, I'm bringing this up. I'm going to kind of circle back around to this interview with uh, Creighton. I'm going to read what he said again. He said, I'm bummed that gamers focus on frame rate or resolution and don't focus on is it fun or does the gameplay feel good. I just saw, saw a story before I started recording where there was... Somebody, somebody, customer service rep, and I don't know if this is accurate. They said they had said that the um, that Super Mario Odyssey is going to run at 1080p uh, in docked mode. And while that may be true, and it may be not true, it doesn't really matter. 900p or 1080p, it's not that big of a difference, really. It's 180 lines of pixels. That's it. And it's really not going to make that much of a difference as to whether or not the game is fun. Uh, let's take in chat. Um, Kodiak Moonwolf says, I don't care about frames and all that. If the game is fun and I enjoy it, to hell with frame rates. Uh, if the one-upmanship on quality keeps up, we'll eventually end up playing games with real people because that's the only way you'll get better quality. I get what you're saying, Kodiak. Yeah. Um, and honestly, you know, I understand why... Uh, systems like the Xbox One X and PS4, they 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 want to go for more powerful because we're getting TVs with higher resolutions. We're we're up to 4K now, and I definitely remember playing my was it my GameCube or the Wii, one or the other. Playing it on the yeah, it was the Wii, and the Wii did not have HDMI out, and it looked like crap on my HD TV, and that was not fun. That was not fun at all. 
it looked great. I had fun playing the games, but it was irritating because I knew that if Nintendo had just included HDMI out, it would have looked so much better. Um, so I guess I understand why companies want to go with the biggest possible numbers, and that's to future-proof things, so that when you do buy a 4K TV, your games will look good on it. But right now, I've got a 4K TV um, across the hall here. It was I had trouble finding a 1080p TV because we just bought a new TV for uh, the bedroom, and we couldn't find a 1080p TV that was the the small enough size that we wanted. So we ended up buying a 4K TV, and when I hook up my Switch to it, it looks just fine. It really does. It looks just fine. And for anybody... Okay, I'm going to anger some people now. But for anybody that says that they can really tell the difference between 1080p and 4K on uh, for a video game, I'm just a little skeptical at that. Because every time I look at it, I'm like, man, this looks great. And I'm playing it on a 4K TV. Now, granted, it's a small 4K TV, but it's still 4K and it still looks good. All right. I have totally rambled for, oh, my good God, 10 minutes. That was supposed to be a lightning round story. Um, Let's do the other two real fast. Um, Speaking of Super Mario Odyssey, I talked about that just a little bit ago. Uh, Jump Up Superstar is a top 40 song. Sort of. Uh, I don't know if this counts as a top 40 song, but somebody on Reddit, uh, username Ds Ds Ds, uh, they said that Jump Jump Up Superstar is top 40 on the U.S. iTunes all genre chart. Uh, That was, let's see, that was uh, three hours ago. It was at number 37. And if I scroll down, somebody says um, an hour ago it's at 25. And then another, a little bit after that, it was at 24. This is a little crazy that, I mean, it's a good song, but who is buying this song? That's, that's what's insane to me. I mean, when I think of iTunes, I think of teenagers. Teenagers are, I mean, teenagers and I, gosh, it's really crazy to me to think that a song from Super Mario, a Super Mario game is in the top 40. That's bananas to me. It's it's a good song, but it's not the style of music that is usually in the top 40, which is just really insane to me. All right, let's move on. Uh, Nintendo of Europe is going to have a Halloween sale on October 24th. This comes from mynintendonews.com. Uh, they said... With Halloween fast approaching, Nintendo Europe has announced it will be having a special sale. The sale will be across its various platforms, including Nintendo Switch, 3DS, Wii U. The sale begins on August 24th, August 24th, October 24th, you dummy. Of course, they put the dates backwards like they're supposed to, unlike the U.S., which puts their dates the wrong way as well. Um, so don't buy anything. You know, whatever it is that you were going to buy... I say hold off if you're in Europe and wait until Tuesday and find out what you can get for a little bit cheaper. Uh, We don't know yet. All right, that is the lightning round. Let's talk about what's coming out soon. Come back here, you overgrown fuzzball. That's our Donkey Kong. I don't know why I thought that I was going to have a shorter show today. I don't know why I thought that. It's like I haven't met me or something because I talked 
for quite a long time today. Let's wrap this up. Uh, coming soon, these are the games that are on their way to Nintendo platforms. On October 20th, for the Switch, we've got Fire Emblem Warriors. That was yesterday, by the way. Uh, limited edition. We also had Siberia come out um, for the 3DS, Fire Emblem Warriors as well. Uh, we had new Amiibo from the Fire Emblem series, Tiki and Krom. October 23rd, that is on, oh, what is that, Monday? Let me look. Yep, that's Monday. Uh, for the Switch, we've got Poi Explorer Edition. I don't know anything about that game. And then the next day on Tuesday, October 24th, uh, 3DS Etrian Odyssey 5 Beyond the Myth DLC 2 is coming out. Uh, we've got a few games for the Switch. Uh, the Mummy Demastered, when I, which I'm actually pretty excited for. I think that game looks pretty good. Uh, Knights of Azure 2 Bride of the Moon. Um, this is The Police. Night Terrors, spelled K-N-I-G-H-T, Terrors. And on the Wii, Wii U Switch, Just Dance 2018, holy cow, they're still putting out games for the Wii. That's insane to me. I know that the Wii was incredibly popular, but that's crazy. Uh, so Just Dance 2018 is coming to Wii, Wii U, and Switch on October 24th. I'm not going to be getting that game. I'm not interested in those games. But that's all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed or a topic that you would like discussed, please let me know. Do so by one of the ways that I mentioned at the beginning of the show. If you're looking for ways to support the show, the number one easiest, cheapest, and best way, it's absolutely free. It's just share the show with a friend. Or you could also review the show on iTunes so that other people looking for content that like, like this... Uh, they'll see your review and they'll be thinking, oh, maybe I should check out this bald weirdo. Um, for those of you that don't know, I'm bald. Um, let's see. Other ways that you can support the show for free, you can go on over to uh, my Amazon affiliate link. If you buy things from Amazon often, you can use that link and Amazon will send me money. I don't know why, but they do. Um, also, if you are on Amazon, you can use Amazon uh, Prime, link that to your Twitch account, and then you hit the little subscribe button at your favorite streamer. Hopefully it's me, but no harm, no harm, no foul if it's somebody else. Uh, and it will cost you $0, and Amazon will again send the streamer some money. All right. Um, you can also join the Patreon. You get those drawings that I was talking about. Um, actually, I think that was between segments. So if you watch the full video, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, but you can join the Patreon for as little as a dollar. You get exclusive rewards like I do a poorly drawn sketch every month for everyone. I post the show notes early for everyone there. And um, you can also buy some awesome fabric nerdiness from my wife's Etsy shop at Etsy.com slash shop slash run jump stomp. Big thank you goes out to Tom Winter and Noteblock for the use of their music today. Uh, check out their YouTube channels, support them because they are supporting me. Uh, I appreciate it, and I will see you all next time. Bye-bye. Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the publisher and distributor of the world's largest selection of digital audiobooks and spoken word content. Audible customers can listen anytime and anywhere to professionally narrated audiobooks across a wide range of genres, including bestsellers, new releases, sci-fi, romances, classics, and more. 
get two free audiobooks to start. After 30 days, if you decide to cancel, you get to keep the books. If you decide to stay on, and you probably will, get one book every month for $14.95. In addition, you also get 30% off the price of additional audiobook purchases. Cancel anytime. Your books are yours to keep even if you cancel. You can sign up today for your free 30-day trial at runjumpstomp.com audible and directly support the show. 